It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connacht have beaten Ulster 26-24. Only the second time we've ever been able to say that in Ravenhill. Unfortunately, we weren't there, but we're in our plush rounds of TG Carr Studios. We had all the coverage. Brilliant screen. We could see the try in high definition. Peter Sullivan scored it. I'm not going to introduce William Davis first this week because he's currently upgrading his social media profiles to have the Rainbow Cup in the background of all of them because he now loves that competition. Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. William Davis, the Rainbow Cup is on. Yeah, it certainly is. And I have to say the captain's challenge is the greatest invention ever in the history of rugby. <laughs> Agreed. I have to say, I didn't think about one of my frustrations in rugby over the years, Alan, has been so much of the game has been defined by penalties and the free kick type infringements, if you like, the scrums, the little knock-ons, the forward passes that get missed or where games are won and lost. And the first ever captain's challenge that we've witnessed was for something like that. Not necessarily that it wasn't a penalty because it was, but it was one of those little infringements that gets missed when it really matters. And it was missed, let's be honest, be it badly or not, it was missed. And the captain's challenge saved the day. It certainly did. And it was missed because it didn't look as though there was a problem, in all honesty. Yeah, like a knock-on from Kieran Marmion games at the match. It did, because it, first of all, the pass looked as though it might have been forward, which it wasn't. And then Kieran juggled the ball. And then Larry did a brilliant job tackling him. But then as the, as Kieran hit the ground, Larry, who'd created the try that was looked as though it won the game for for Ulster um, ripped the ball and that's that's a penalty God he was brilliant when he came on I wonder William trying to wonder do you think we would have talked about that in old money if the game had ended with that knock on do you think we would have just focused on whether it was a knock on do you think we would have kind of gone oh we were robbed that was a penalty I think Kieran Marmion would have been uh, telling us that there was a problem because uh, he got told off by the referee for telling him there was a problem somewhat uh, overexcitedly but we wouldn't have been able to not, yeah, I think we would have talked. It was an unusual end to the game, so I think we would have talked about it, but we wouldn't be able to do it. Wouldn't be able to do anything about it, and that, I suppose, is what this law is there for. Uh, it's an experimental one. It may, it could be gone by the beginning of next season. It mightn't come back, but uh, there was two in the game. Ulster's was a rather facetious one. I felt called by a by the sounds of it listening to the noise in the background they just decided to go for it they thought they'd seen a high tackle uh, it clearly wasn't a high tackle and the referee batted it away very quickly he looked at it once and said there's no issue keep in mind folks if you didn't notice or you, you're, just, you're just following the podcast and maybe missed that was after they scored a try so they're looking for a yellow or red card in that situation there not sure uh, f- I like the philosophy of using your captain's challenge for that I don't think that fits into the rugby way but that's all gone I'm kind of laughing too because I'm thinking to myself you know the captain's challenge can go as far as I'm concerned now I don't care if it ever comes again we've got the one use of it we ever want if it never comes back again I'm happy with it yeah yeah yeah. that's that's what you want Like, do you know what because it will go this will swing in roundabouts one will go against Connacht as well you know what I'm saying it, it it's just going to make the game that bit more accurate so that's a good thing if it works we don't know how it's going to work and we want to watch it over 10 games and see if it's a complete mess after that stage yes if it picks up every instant as well as this it's fantastic but we will find some hidden consequences of this unintended oh, consequences what I meant to say oh of course of course and that's that's the nature of when you bring something new in Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And then you just have to wait and see. As you say, it's going to take a bit of time to see it. It's a good competition to try it out in because I'm not too sure too many people were at all that excited about this game at the start of the night anyway. Certainly following it on Twitter as I do, 
you guys are commentating, I'm checking on Twitter, making sure we're not missing anything. It didn't seem to be very much impact from anybody, but by the end of the game, <laughs> Twitter was hopping, so it seemed to work. I just want to, one more point on the captain's challenge, William, because it was in the commentary, and it came in, it, we'll have it in the post-game audio, but just to reiterate, there was, with 74 minutes and 56 seconds on the clock, Connor got a penalty against him from a TMO call that seemed harsh. One thing I want to know is, can you do a captain's challenge to get the TMO to look at something that he's looked at again? I don't even know if they would have, but it was a bad call against Connacht. Up to the 75th minute, it's very limited what you can actually look for. Forage, yeah, it's just tries, isn't it? It's foul play or tries. Now, after 75 minutes, you seem to be able to look for anything that's been whistled. So, obviously, when Kieran Marmion apparently knocked the ball on, that is whistled because it's the end of the game. And that's why Connacht were able... They'd saved it until the last millisecond. Uh, now, if he had... I mean, Owen Masterson had no option because Kieran Marmion was very adamant. I think is one word I'd describe it as, that it had to be looked at. And it was looked at, and the referee looked at it. And I think the referee, TMO, that pretty much had a decent game. They took their time on the Caelan Blade try and got it right. Uh, they could have panicked that one and said, no, nope, can't see the ground, good luck. Yeah. They worked through it. The last try, very controversial. Ulster were very disappointed with it. But the referee said, he said no try. TMO looked at it, TMO said he's clearly grounded it and the referee said clearly to the Ulster captain at the time, Alan O'Connor, there's a high definition picture and I have to back my TMO and that's the end of it, the try is awarded. So Brilliantly explained by Andrew Brace. I, I have seen some criticism uh, from Connacht Ends on this program tonight. I'm a bit baffled by that because I thought he had a good game. Sorry, folks, if you're banging the steering wheel or wherever you listen to this podcast. Hardly driving in current times, probably walking around. But anyways, you mentioned Marmion's uh, over-exuberance. What I like about the leadership group, as uh, Andy Friend refers to in the post-game audio you're going to hear, which includes players beyond those who've captained Connacht this year. You nearly have a full 15 of Captain Connacht at some point during the season. Caelan Blade uh, was there. He's part of the leadership group. Is this series of captains that have captained Connacht from Quinn Rue, Owen Masterson, Paul Boyle, Jared Butler. And they have one thing in common, Alan. In the midst of chaos, they are all very calm individuals. They are all able to just keep a real nice even keel. And I think that's a really strong attribute in those situations. The calmness and composure that old Masterson had in that moment. He walked up almost with a smile on his face, just going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge. Well, he wouldn't be captain otherwise. Like, that's the captain's ice in the veins. You know, you have to be able to analyse a match. You have to be able to, 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 to figure out why the situation is where it is. And... Yeah, he was pretty adamant. He knew what he was doing there and he also have to be fairly intelligent and I'd say that's certainly one thing having spoken to Owen on numerous occasions. A very intelligent young man. Yeah, this podcast, we've had some great interviews with him. I always remember the Tolman Park one after Connick one down there. That was glorious. Uh, William, you were going to jump in there. Yeah, I think, I think it is interesting though because uh, Andy Friend criticised the leadership and the decision-making. Uh, maybe not in exactly those words, but he was disappointed with the way they responded at times in Leicester. And I think he was looking tonight for a better response in those circumstances, and he got it. And I think that's very important because I think he really wants to see that defeat as a line in the sand. We are not going back. Um, there was stuff there that he's just not going to accept going forward. It's it's not happening again. Um, and that's... You know, at some stages with defeats, you have to actually say, I've had enough now. And he, he did. He was very, very blunt after that game. He wanted a response. And I think 
I'm tempted to say even if Connacht hadn't won this evening, he would have said, OK, that's a lot better. The fact that they won the game makes it even better. But the trick now is move forward. Leinster and Galway, that's the next one. It's no use going to Belfast and winning Interesting. All right, let's get some audio from the game. And because William is talking about Andy Friend there, I want you all to keep that in your heads. When we get past our little story of the game and some of our instant post-game reaction, I really want you to tune into the post-game press conference where Andy Friend was with Caelan Blade and Owen Masterson on our Galway Bay FM coverage because he references some of that when I brought up the idea that maybe he was wanting to bring the team 24 hours early to uh, Belfast. No, no, no. That was a group uh, leadership decision and uh, it was really interesting. Some great stuff there. But first of all, sit back and enjoy this. Connington moving it on. Another opportunity. Great carry from Bielham. It could go here if they're four metres from the line. Pick and go from Jordan Duggan. Will Connick push it out? Will they go for it anyways? Paul Boyle does that. Paul Boyle scores underneath the post. Brilliant from the Wexford native. Great carry from Ulster. Larry has fooled everyone. He stepped inside. He's passed it back to Shanahan. And Connick to beat absolutely lacerated. What a try for Ulster. Connick to fallen apart at the seams. We're over the 80 minute mark. Last chance to loom. Connick trailed by three. They're going to try something. What a break for Connick. Fitzgerald, he's away, passes back inside to Kieran Marmion. How did Kieran Marmion hold that? Ulster forced to knock on, knock on from Connick. Game, set and match, it's all over. Connick and captain challenge that. Okay. And they're going to do that. Okay. Owen Masterson says. Okay, nine. First of all, if you run at me like that and start gesticulating, I'll penalise you. Sorry, sorry, just last place. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. Captain as, challenge, as we said. Hand on the floor, on the tackler. Okay. Okay, hands on the floor and the tackler is by Owen Masterson. Yeah. Uh, but he also gave Kieran Marmion a lesson because Kieran Marmion was absolutely beside Brian himself. He knocked yes, on. Can hear you. There is definitely a knock challenge on. by Connacht. Let's have a listen. Okay, hands on the ground, stripping the ball on the ground. Okay, so captain's challenge to see if the ball has been stripped on the ground. With yeah. our Connacht okay. glasses on, we suddenly on love the captain's challenge now because we've been game set and match in the old days. <laughs> I love this new law. Pass is fine. And it's a strip on the ground. Penalty. Okay. Do Connick go for the uh, draw? Challenge successful. Did he go to the corner try to win? Marmion, out they'll go, free play. Chance to a little kick through for Connor for sure. The chase from Portia bounces up and it's touchdown. And Connick got the try. I think they have Peter Sullivan. Thinks he scored. We'll see the TMO says if he has scored, it's game set and match and Connick win the game. Yes, Andy, I can hear you. Okay, we're playing a penalty advantage there for 22, not rolling. Yes. On-field decision, no try. Just confirm that, please. Okay, so on-field decision is no try. I don't know. What a kick through from Conor Fitzgerald. Into the corner. It bounced up over the Ulster defender. It was Addison out there. Ball came down. Sullivan touched it down. That's a try. Surely. Going to freeze frame here. He's gained possession as well. Looks like his arms on the ball line, right? And... He has grounded it before the dead ball line. That's what Brian so, McNeese is saying. Okay, so he grounds it before. Yes. Yes, there grounds is the grounding. Before. Okay. The freeze frame. Try for Connacht. It first, Alan. There's no downward pressure. Okay, just... Ulster are going to try everything under the sun here. Okay, so he's got the high definition pictures and it's clearly grounded before the line. Okay, that's... Even with the downward pressure, yeah. Yeah, so he's got clearly Alan grounded O'Connor. before the line. So I have to back my TMO yeah, on that. It's like it's on the line, uh, but obviously it doesn't look like it until he puts downward pressure on it. I understand what you're saying, Albert. But for us, it's grounded before the line. Connacht have won the game. A couple of errors from us. Um, we had the we had the game in the bag, and there was a turnover at a, a driving mall down in the the bottom corner, which was a poor decision from the referee. Um, the mall had broken up, and it was a one on one tackle, and he gave it as a mall turnover. You know, that's that's more refereeing one hundred and one. Um, and then and then obviously a couple of errors from us, and 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 we. We, we let them break out and you know I thought the law variations were going to be a good idea and it turns out they're a terrible idea 
Andy, first of all, after a run of four defeats, and, and you know, we've all heard your frustrations in the build-up to this game and the squad's frustrations. Uh, I think Connick fans are going to be so happy for you guys, but I'm sure from, from the inside the camp, that's a fantastic moment in the season. Yeah, it is, Rob. We just talked about it downstairs and said, you know, we needed that. We needed the performance, which we got, but probably, uh, you know, and, and the victory. So um, I think just the belief that the boys showed um, at the end there, I think, you know, the last 20 minutes and the first 20 minutes of the game were, were outstanding. Um, so to get that to get that win and to have that performance uh, is really, really pleasing, mate. The previous two games kind of conceded 13 tries. Now, we know they scored a lot of great scores in those games and there were some high-octane moments, but it was looser. Tonight felt, even though there was eight tries between the two sides. It felt a lot more of a kind of a, a tighter game, if you know what I'm trying to say. There was a lot more structure to it and Connick felt, it felt like Connick were in control at all times. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought tonight was, was probably a classic sort of interplay game. Very, very tight. Um, lots of good moments from both teams. Uh, you know, ebbed and flowed a little bit. Um, but certainly from a defensive point of view, from our side, we just talked about it before we came on, on air here. You know, that, that increased line speed that we bought tonight, the intensity that we bought and the physicality with our hits, I thought was really impressive and it's just nice to see that back again. Seemed to be a well-managed game as well, Andy, in terms of the decision-making on the field, you know, from the point where Conor Fitzgerald is picking that kick out into the corner to Papalidi's break, Caelan uh, beside you there spotting the gap in, in, from the Ulster defenders, all those little details kind of seem to be on point when it mattered. Yeah, and even even to the captain's challenge with Owen making that challenge at the end of the game, there you know, kept kept our patience, didn't use it throughout the course of the game, and when we needed it, we used it, and, and it seemed to work for us. So yeah, I'd agree with you, Robert. I thought all those little moments were good. I thought our set piece set a really good platform early on, stole the first three or four lineouts off them, got them panicking on that, and then we probably lacked a little bit of discipline, which got them back into the game. So that's an area which we spoke about at half time. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, mate, you know, to, to rally and, and to come back the way we did, uh, again, was exactly what we needed. Really, really pleased. Was uh, the trip up the night before uh, part of a thought process with you to just maybe get her to kind of regroup that you wanted that first opportunity, you know, to spend a lot of time as a group together? And obviously, I could see from the pregame that you brought a lot of players up uh, in the extended squad as well. Was that all part of a process that you think has paid off now? Not really, mate. I'm not going to try and claim anything there. I'll tell you what did happen, though. Our, our leaders, our senior players, um, took it upon themselves to to make some pretty big calls throughout the course of the week, which I thought was really good. And it's something we've been working on quietly behind the scenes to you know, to get these blokes to take some ownership and some responsibility. And they did that. They did it in a few different ways. One, you know, changed our captain's run yesterday, our game prep we were going to do up here yesterday. The leaders wanted to do that at back at the sports ground so we, we changed that today they wanted to get a video out um, which they asked our, our analyst Simon Cavanaugh to do which he did for them and then they had their own meeting prior to our team meeting and they're, they're three things that haven't happened in the time that I've been here so to see that coming from our leadership group of which two of these blokes are leaders um, part of that group I thought was really pleasing and, and, and that's where you got to get to you know we you want to get to the end of the day, it's not my footy team, it's our footy team. But these are the blokes when they get to game day, they'll make big decisions like that. Which, uh, and then when they pay off like they did today, it just gives them the confidence to make those decisions again. 
Okay, Caelan Blade, I know Masterson as well here on Galway Bay FM. Just a couple of questions each, lads. Uh, Caelan, first of all, congratulations, two tries, man of the match, superb performance and well done. Uh, can you just talk to us about uh, the thought process in the group to come from 10 points down? We know Ulster came from 12 points down the sports ground earlier in the year, but at 10 points down after halftime and down to 14 men, what was said, what do you feel happened within the group to have such a good response? Um, yeah, look, we were under the post when Jack got the yellow card and I think we just regrouped. We said that when we're on, we're on. And we said we're going to raise the tempo when we when we had the ball. Um, I think we actually, we scored a try and we could have scored two when, when we were on the yellow card. And I think sometimes you, you work a little bit harder when you know you have to. Um, but no, we just said we weren't going to, we weren't going to chase the game. Um, we we're going to stick to our systems and, and we did that. Um, and then I think the, uh, the subs that come on at the end of the game, I think Abe was outstanding when he came on. And uh, just gave us give us a boost, and uh, we saw it out in the end. There was something your your first try was spectacular, and, and people are going to enjoy watching it. But there's something about your second try that's really interesting to me because it came from a lot of phases in the 22. And in the past, when Connick gets slowed down, sometimes the tries haven't followed. That must be really satisfying that you kind of ground that score out, and it was you yourself who was digging it out underneath the underneath the pile of players. Um, yeah, look, I, I think sometimes we force it a little bit. Um, I think it's something that we've worked on in, in, in recent times and just having patience, uh, wearing teams down. Um, I think our forwards uh, took it upon themselves and I think they're, they're, the whole performance of the pack tonight was outstanding. I think they fronted up, as, as a kind of person would say. And um, yeah, maybe in the past we didn't finish them, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's a upward curve from now on. Owen, as a backup captain today, that was uh, quite the... Uh quite the role you had to play in those closing stages. I presume you're the biggest advocate of the coaches or the captain's challenge now anywhere within world rugby. Yeah, no, I do think it's an interesting addition, all right. And um, I suppose if we didn't have it, that that's, might be a small thing that was missed because obviously uh, Kieran went through and felt pretty livid that he'd been stripped on the ground. And um, yeah, I think it's a nice little thing to have there. And if you're right, you get to keep your challenge as well. And yeah, it was obviously a big moment for us. We were able to go to the corner and score off the, off the back of that. So um, yeah, I think it's a cool little addition and I hope, hope they keep it now. There was a great energy about the work rate from the team. I mean, you know, in a sense, that's like maybe suggesting is a critique of the previous games, but there was some something about the way you went about tonight's game. Did you sense that? Even after halftime in particular, it never felt like you were chasing the game. It always felt like you had a you had a 100% at it. Like. Yeah, I think a lot of that came from our defence, and I think you alluded to it there previously, that we'd conceded a few soft tries um, in our previous games. So we're, we're massively proud of our defence this year, and we think, we think we're a really strong defensive team, and it was a bit disappointing to concede just a few soft tries, but we think um, we're a very physical team. We think we're a very uh, good defensive team, and um, to, to focus from probably we had a bit of a run-up into this game after the last game, so uh, was to increase our line speed a little bit more, and we were just discussing here ourselves before we came on that it's probably, it's probably a little bit extra hard work, and there's sometimes that... Um, bringing that extra line speed can uh, it, it can be tough to maintain all the time I think you saw with Dave Shanahan's try there if one person clocks off or or, or, or it's multi-phase um, you can leave a little dog leg in the line but I think um, overall our, our thought process was let's get after them let's put their skills under as much pressure as possible if we catch them behind the gain line it's going to be good for us Final question, I'll give it to you on, uh, you have a shot in this competition all of a sudden now. I mean, it's it's higgledy-piggledy. We don't know how it's all going to plan out, but what we do know, there's a final at the end of it. you got to get as many points as you can to give yourselves a chance of being in that. So starting with five and five is a great start. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we, we, we want to win every single game. And uh, I think Friendly, when we're coming into this um, tournament, that it's, it's a new tournament and it's one we're going after as well at the top two. And we were a little bit disappointed. There wasn't kind of semi-finals in the, in the original Pro 12 as it was this year. Um, 
so hopefully, as you said, it's, it's another shot to get into some playoffs and yeah, looking forward to five more games. Ah, oh, great stuff. Okay, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I uh, really enjoyed the post-game interview, Connick, putting up uh, both Lady and Masterson, which was good stuff from Stephen there because uh, they both had such relevance in the story. And I know they all have to get on a bus and come down late at night, so we do appreciate the time that they give. Yeah, we know all about that trip back. We've done it so many times. It's a long, long way, especially if you haven't played well and you've you've lost, but it'll be so much more pleasant tonight. A long motorway, empty motorway. And we always kind of stop off at that. Is it the Texaco on the way in Dublin? When we feel like, oh, that's great, we got here. And then you're kind of like, oh my God, we're still in Dublin. Anyways. Yeah, the couple. at least you can go into a 24-hour station and make your own coffee rather than getting something handed out the window to you and you go, what is that? Uh, and all of that is bliss in the current world. Bring it back, please. Yep, agree with you. And the fact that, yes, we've only come back with a win once and we could have had a win, but they, they're going to they're gonna fall asleep on the bus, those fellas. They're going to be exhausted. The coaches will be looking at videos and making plans for what they have to say on, on the Zoom calls on Monday when, whenever they have them in for the review. But um, it's a it's a good start to this bit of this never ending unusual season. But they've got to seize this. I want to see them seize this. And I don't want a one off performance. I want them to go out and go like the clappers of hell at Leinster. And and I'm, I don't mean this to be mean, but we have to dr- dig our heels in because there's been some bad performances the last few weeks. Sorry to say this, but in all likelihood, Alan on the basis of current form, it is a one-off performance. In all likelihood, this group have done an incredible job to dig out a wonderful one-off performance. But they've a lot of work to turn that into consistency now because they haven't been doing that. They haven't, but the last really good performance was also against an Irish side when they almost won down in Munster. So mm. there's there's a little bit of... Interesting. Because I was saying Connacht had lost three in a row in the pre-game to this and I suddenly realised you know, they lost four games in a row but I kind of had banked that as almost not a loss. It's funny to you say that yeah, yeah, like it is a loss, but it's it's still a hell of a performance. And of course, their other major performance of the season was against Leinster in Dublin. So hopefully they can take this because the pressure's on them now. They're top of the table. I've just checked. Top of the table because Edinburgh won, but they didn't get a bonus point. Um, so, you know, they have to back it up. Um, and what we what we heard tonight, that's the loudest I've heard Connacht all season. Yeah, They were incredibly loud. Um and right through it again, ref actually had to, to calm them down at one stage. Just rightly so, because they were over-exuberant in a kind of a way that we get frustrated with some other teams that I won't mention, but they're on this island, that overdo it when it comes to roaring. And I'm not saying what province they are, but they are down south. But I'm not mentioning them. But anyways, it was the exact same from Connacht and It was great to see the referee put them back in their box. He, you love the noise. We love the energy. Just that one moment where they all jumped into the uh, post-tackle situation. And it's just like... Mm. Yeah, it was actually twice, because he did it in the first half. Yeah. But he actually he calmed both teams down. But in the second half, when, when um, a couple of the bouncers came on and yeah he really he really sort of calmed it down after after that but what I was really pleased by was that it didn't stop the energy the shouting stopped but the energy kept going ah. that was as energetic as I've seen Connacht for a long time especially ah. the bouncers that's the first time the bouncers have done something like that in quite a while too they, they did it in Munster they did it against Leinster but they haven't done it in other games Massive night for Connor Fitzgerald we think there's a lot of raw talent there I mean, was he the key difference in the entire comeback? No, but he had a huge role to play. Well, it was a big decision, but Jack, you know, there's no point. You have to say Jack Hardy didn't have a very good game. And then he got yellow carded for something that 
you can argue that he was trying to flick the ball back. If you go one-handed now, you're going yeah, to the bin. That's that's it. And everybody knows that. And he knew it. Uh, but Conor Fitzgerald has been a little bit in and out. We've watched him in a couple of A games play really well. Uh, but that's a different level of rugby. But he came out and everything he was expected to do this evening. Uh, the bouncers, as they're called. Finishers, sometimes, as they're called. I, I actually just prefer to call them substitutes, but there you go. Um, <laughs> or replacements. Even replacements. But they all came on and did a very, very big job. And they got to the pace of the game. And I honestly think that Ulster got it wrong. I know they had to protect players for next week, but they made yeah, those changes. There, yeah. And for about 10 minutes, they looked completely lost. Uh, Jacob Stockdale is not a fullback, but they're going to try to keep con- converting him to fullback. But he went off, and Herring went off, and Henderson went off, and that happened in the space of about four or five minutes. And Connacht seized it. Connacht went for it then. They realised that they're disorganised. They Ulster actually reinvigorated themselves and came back in and got to the lead. But then they tried to play through, messed around, and the rest is history, as you say, as we say. Yeah, Michael Laurie almost won them the game uh, single-handedly and then possibly, you could say, from his transgression, lost them the game, although it wasn't one of those stupid penalties. It was just one of those uh, key penalties, let's put it that way. Let's finish on this because it's uh, four minutes to 11 and I feel like uh, uh, the great people here at TG Carr Studio may well uh, be clocking off at 11, so we better get ourselves out of here. Alan? Yeah, try bonus in Belfast. First time ever. We'll take that. Final thoughts, William? Good win. Um, back it up. Win another game, uh, then you're involved in this competition. You can you can put whatever moniker you like on it. It's it's going to be odd. It's going to be weird. But if you can have two wins, there's going to be teams of two losses, and they're going to start switching off. They're going to think, well, we're, we can't do anything in this competition now. So let's follow it up against Leinster. Enjoy this one, uh, and there's still things to fix. And they know that, but it's easier to fix things when you've had a win. And when you get another win, you can fix things even more. It's Winning is just a great habit, and they got out of that habit. Yeah, I'll finish on this for myself. I actually like the fact that there's another week off because I think it looks like Connacht used your downtime really, really well. And it mightn't be any harm to have another 14 days now to reset again because the next phase might be harder again. We'll see how it goes. All right, that's it for us for now. We'll be back very, very soon. As always, to set to scene ahead of Leinster. Lots of coverage on Craggy Rugby's website. Don't forget, get on the Patreon page, right? You get all this extra audio. Nigel Carroll in an interview with William was fantastic. And there's a nice little bit of laying out the teams, all the injury news, everything you need. Uh, that's the day before the game before that we got our brilliant pre-game podcast and uh, I'll be back with you on the post-game that's it for now what a night Connick 26 Ulster 24 see you soon loose cut it loose break out or nothing changes side